It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a football Friday, and the Titans are going to head out to the West Coast to play the Oakland Raiders in essentially what is a must-win game for them at this moment in time if they want to keep pace with the Steelers and the Texans, who are both favorites this weekend. So, crucial game. The Titans will have some keys that they need to make sure they hit on and some key players in this game to make sure they come out with a W. I will go over all of that with you guys in our first segment in our game preview and then in our second segment as we always do we will hit my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview and keeping it plus 100 to go over the gambling and fantasy aspects of the game. In our third segment we will do song of the AFC South and our playoff picture preview to make sure you guys know where our rooting interests need to be this weekend and what dominoes need to fall to best help the Titans make the playoff push. Going to be an excellent show. Can't wait to jump into all of it with you guys. Let's get it. Your Tennessee Titans lead story. The Titans will travel out west and see if they can get a little bit of California love in Oakland against the Raiders to ensure that they keep pace with their playoff competitors and get a victory. The Titans will need to have a few important keys that they focus on. First, the Titans will have to shut down the Raiders' rushing attack. Led by rookie Josh Jacobs, the Raiders are averaging 122.7 rushing yards per game. That's 10th best in the NFL. However, the Titans' run defense only gives up 102 yards per game on the ground. That is 10th best in the NFL. So strength on strength there. Who will come out? the victor. That'll be important as the Raiders offense is predicated like the Titans offense on getting into third and manageable situations and getting into good easy opportunities for the third down offense. Speaking of third down offense, flip that to the other side of the ball. The Titans offense the seventh worst third down conversion rate in the NFL at only 34%. The Raiders defense though is giving up the fifth worst percentage on defense. That's 44% of the time the Raiders' defense is not stopping their opponent from converting third down. So that's weakness on weakness. The Titans' offense on third down, the Raiders' defense on third down. Who will be able to win that battle? Well, to be able to win that battle, the Titans will have to do what I just said the Raiders are going to be trying to do, and that's run the ball and get to third and manageable. So we're kind of seeing a mirror image of the teams there, but it'll be important to see who wins that battle on both those sides of the ball. The last key may be the most important here. As we all know, the Titans Titans are very banged up in the secondary. They are going to their fourth, fifth, sixth cornerback at this moment in time. While the Raiders have only given up 18 sacks so far this year, that's second best in the NFL, and they are passing for 232.1 yards per game. That's 15th best in the NFL. The reason that they're able to limit the sacks so well and be, uh, you know, consistent throwing the football is because they rely on John Gruden's West Coast system. And in the West Coast system, your passing game is going to be very quick. It's going to be very timing-based, very rhythm-based, throwing slants, throwing digs, throwing comebacks, throwing curls, things that are quick hitting that get the ball out of the quarterback's hands as fast as possible. That's what the West Coast system is based on that we saw popularized by Joe Walsh in the 49ers 
49ers in the 80s and into the 90s. So that's something that we see a lot of offensive concepts built on. A lot of the zone schemes that you see have zone run, like what the Titans do, combined with the West Coast passing scheme to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands very quickly. That limits the pass rush. So the Titans' cornerbacks are clearly struggling, which would lead me to believe that the Raiders wide receivers have a chance of winning one-on-one against the Titans cornerbacks. So how the Titans are able to cover, especially with, you know, the, the banged up secondary, the Titans are giving up 345 passing yards per game on average their last three games. So that's really going to be a key to the game is will the Titans be able to limit the Raiders passing offense enough to get enough stops for the Titans offense to carry them home. Speaking of the Titans offense, let's get into the key players for the game here. Derrick Henry has averaged 165 yards in his last three games and had five touchdowns. If the Titans offense is going to be able to help out the defense when they need it the most, the Titans offense is going to need to outscore the Raiders here. The Raiders are only putting up 19 points per game. The Titans defense gives up 19 points per game. So the Titans offense will need to score more than about 19, 20 points. I think they'll be able to do that if they get Derrick Henry rolling again. And the Raiders run defense is good, but the the Titans strength, I think, outweighs the Raiders strength in that sense. Uh, The foursome of Kenny Vaccaro, Logan Ryan, Kevin Byard, and Jayon Brown, they're, they're just going to have to step up with all the injuries around them in the pass coverage. Jayon Brown, Kevin Byard, Kenny Vaccaro are really going to have to work on Darren Waller and stop him, who's a talented tight end for the Raiders, over the middle. Uh, Logan Ryan is going to have to blitz. Kenny Vaccaro is going to have to blitz. Kevin Byard's going to have to blitz. And they're going to have to help out the banged-up secondary and the banged-up defense around them. So the Titans are going to rely on those four very heavily. I just wanted to put them in a group together. And then lastly, Rashawn Evans. Uh, the last few games, his snaps have been down from about 80 to 75% to about 65%. He's only had five tackles in the last two games and one sack. Going against a tough running back like Josh Jacobs, Rashawn Evans will have to make plays and get more involved in the game than he has the last few weeks. That is going to do it for our game preview. But of course, before we get to our second segment, I want to tell you guys the most recent update on the injury report for Sunday's game for both teams. Real quickly we will do the Raiders looks like their left tackle Trent Brown did not practice for a second straight day Josh Jacobs with a shoulder injury also did not practice for a second straight day Hunter Renfro their talented slot receiver from Clemson did not practice for the second straight day and looks like their linebacker Kyle Wilbur did not practice for a second straight day Uh, talented inside lineman Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson uh, both were limited on Wednesday. Hudson was able to practice in a limited fashion on Thursday, but Gabe Jackson was actually downgraded and did not. Uh, Talented defensive back, safety, cornerback combo, LaMarcus Joyner with a hamstring injury was limited both days, but he is going to play as well. For the Titans, the most recent update here, Darren Bates did not practice either day with a shoulder injury. Adam Humphreys did not practice either day with an ankle injury. Adoree Jackson is still yet to practice with a foot. LaShawn Sims, no practice either with an ankle. So the Titans on a positive note did get Corey Davis back 
to practice on Thursday and Derrick Henry back to practice on Thursday as well as Tajay Sharp was able to practice through a hamstring both days and Ben Jones was able to practice through a thumb both days as well. Jarrell Casey, uh, not injury related, but he did not practice on Thursday. It's probably a mandatory rest day as we saw with Corey Davis and Derrick Henry on Wednesday. And then A.J. Brown actually left practice on Thursday with a calf injury, so he was limited after that moment. Hopefully it just turns out to to be a little snag. He can work through it and play because the Titans really do need all their weapons in this matchup to make sure they can score enough points on the road. So that covers all of the injury updates that we have at this moment in time. I'll continue to update you guys on my Twitter account at Tic Tac Titans as more injury updates come and we get closer to game day. We are going to go into our second segment now where we do beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview and are keeping it plus 100 so we can cover all of the gambling and fantasy aspects of the Titans game on Sunday. Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. My beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview. Let's take a look at how the Oakland Raiders are doing at giving up fantasy points to their opponents. So, quick rundown. They are the fourth most fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, averaging 21.8 fantasy points per game. They've given up the 11th most fantasy points to running backs per week at 20 points per game, 11th most to fantasy wide receivers at 24.2 points per game, 5th most to fantasy tight ends at 9.6 points a game, and 24th most to defenses at 6.3. So the reason, we'll start at the back, the reason for the defense not scoring very much against the Raiders, they really don't turn over the ball. And they've only turned over the ball four times in their six games at home this year, while they've turned over teams eight times at home this year. So it's not like the Raiders are really going to make a lot of mistakes at home and give the other team the ball and that you know, kind of limits what a fantasy defense can score. They also, as I mentioned in the first segment, haven't given up a lot of sacks this year, only 18. That is second best in the NFL, so you're not scoring on sacks. You're not getting any kind of turnovers to turn into defensive touchdowns. So I'd probably stray away from the Titans' defense in this one, not because I think it'll be too bad of a game, but with the injuries in the secondary, it's going to be even harder to get turnovers against this Raider team. So uh, I don't really see a lot of scoring opportunities for the Titans here. For the tight end, 
I know that they're giving up the fifth most points to tight ends at 9.6, but with the way that the Titans rotate their tight ends, uh, it's going to be hard to tell who's going to get that touchdown, whether it's Ferkser or Jonu. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't feel comfortable playing Pruitt for any reason whatsoever. So trying to decide between Ferkser or Jonu, whether it's streaming and season long, or if you're looking for a cheap tight end option and daily, I just don't see them as either of an option just because you don't know who is going to get the work, who's going to get the catch that you need, the one big play that you need. So so going to wide receivers, I do like Corey Davis here. Right now, he is the second cheapest Titans wide receiver at 5900 I do believe on most sites. Uh, not a bad value there if you're looking for a cheap flex or a cheap wide receiver as your third wide receiver in your daily fantasy lineup. Wouldn't really feel comfortable um, relying on any of the Titans wide receivers at this point if you're in the fantasy playoffs and season long. It's not really a risk that you're willing to take, and based on being in the playoffs, your team probably doesn't have to take that kind of risk. So I'm not running with any any of the Titans wide receivers in season long might go with Corey Davis because I feel like at some point there's got to be a Corey Davis breakout game or, or just a game where he does well, quite frankly. So I think that could be this week and I would go with him as my low end kind of flyer in daily fantasy if I wanted a Titan to put into the action. Um, with Derrick Henry, he's become the third most expensive running back on most daily fantasy sites. You're paying for that. With the Raiders' run defense being 10th best in the league, I do think the Titans will be able to run the ball, but I don't know if Derrick Henry will have the plus 150 yards that he's had the last few weeks. Might just be a modest, you know, 110 and a touchdown. While that would be good for the money that you're paying right there, you probably want a, a bigger breakout in daily. If you're in season long, you're riding with Derrick Henry, no questions asked. He's one of the big reasons you got to the playoffs. You got to keep riding him and hope that you can ride him through the playoffs, as the Titans are hoping to do as well. So finally, Ryan Tannehill, I would queue him up in Daily Fantasy. If you're looking for a streaming option, if you stream your quarterback in season long, then I would look at Ryan Tannehill as well. Right now, on most of the Daily Fantasy sites, he's not even in the top 20 in cost. Uh, I checked one that I go to pretty regularly, and Ryan Tannehill was cheaper than Duck Hodges from the Steelers. So I'm queuing up Ryan Tannehill in Daily Fantasy, no questions asked. And if I need a streamer in season long, because that's how I've been riding all year, which in some fantasy leagues, that is how I do it. Uh, I'm looking at Ryan Tannehill this week as well, even though it's the playoffs. He's going to get production to somebody. It's just hard telling who's going to be that person, which is why you can count on Ryan Tannehill, but not certain which weapons to play to stack with him. So that's what I would do on the fantasy aspect of the game. That's going to do it for my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Preview. Let's go into keeping it plus 100 here. The Titans are favorites on the road. Vegas impressed by the Titans the last winning streak. So right now they are giving up two and a half points. It's not three. I like that. It's not three. So, you know, if the Titans were to win by three points, you're you're still in the clear here and you will win by half a point. So I like that it's two and a half right now. I would probably go ahead and put some money down on that. Maybe not the mortgage, but uh, get a little skin in the game there on mybookie.ag and and throw down a, a, a little bit of a two-and-a-half point kicker there. Uh, I would give the Titans, you know, 
a pretty good chance to win that game by at least three. That's what my prediction was on Wednesday, 24-21. to 21. Um, Alternate prediction, 21-17 even. So I like that. 47.5 is the over-under. I like the under there, but you just never know what could happen with these these two teams and the Titans being on the road out west in a strange body clock game. I'd probably stay away from the over-under. I would be inclined to lean under. But I would go ahead and feel comfortable with the Titans, minus 2.5, because you're staying away from that figure of 3. So that's going to do it for keeping it plus 100. We have covered the fantasy and gambling aspects of the game. We are going to move into our third segment, a little song of the AFC South, and our playoff picture preview. There are no more buys anymore, folks. So a lot of games going on this weekend, just as there were last weekend. We're going to take a look at who the Titans are rooting for to help them in their pursuit of the playoffs. Attention, past, present, and future MyBookie players. During Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. MyBookie will give you all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to bet sports but have lots of questions? Don't sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process, and the best part is, if you join this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll, and that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan and you don't want to let this opportunity pass you by, you simply can't lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Song of the AFC South. And our playoff picture preview, let's take a look at some of the other games around the NFL this weekend and make sure we know where our Titans fans' rooting interest should be in terms of what needs to help the Titans make the playoffs. So we will start in the division and real quick get these out of the way. I do want to keep you up to date on the Titans' division rivals, even if they aren't in the playoff chase, which the Jaguars clearly are not. Uh, The Jaguars are hosting the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend, the Jags are 4-8. and eight. Uh, The Chargers are three-point favorites right now. Hopefully, the Chargers can put the smackdown on the Jags and they can just fall further into the abyss and be 4-9. and nine. I think any Titans fan can only hope for that. This isn't college football. There is no uh, conference strength of schedule or anything like that. So hopefully, the Jags continue to fall behind. Uh, Indianapolis is at Tampa Bay, Indy sits at 6 and 6. Technically they are still in the playoff chase. You know, they could always go on a four-game win streak here. Tampa are three-point favorites though. Um, it would be fun to watch Jameis Winston go out there and take care of business against Indianapolis as well. That would be great. Not really 
too much I'm worried about with the Colts in terms of the playoff race. But uh, like I said, at six and six, they still are in the thick of it, even if they are on the outside looking in. So some of the other bigger matchups going this weekend. Baltimore are five and a half point favorites at Buffalo. Buffalo is nine and three. Baltimore is ten and two and currently holds the number one seed in the AFC. I think this will be a really good game. Uh, Technically, Buffalo could lose out and go 9-7, and seven. so if you're a Titans fan, you got to be hoping that Baltimore wins this game as they are expected to do per the line in Vegas, but I wouldn't count Buffalo out of this game. I think if any defense could give Baltimore trouble, it might be Buffalo's physical defense up there in western New York, so that'll just be an interesting game to, to watch, even though, uh, hypothetically speaking, the Titans want Buffalo to lose and maybe lose out to go to nine and seven, but I just don't see that happening. They'll probably get that first wild card spot, but you never know. So keep your eye on that one. A a big one for the Titans here in the final division rival game. The Denver Broncos are at the Houston Texans. The Texans are nine and a half or nine point favorites right now. They sit at a record of eight and four. Really disappointing that the Patriots couldn't help the Titans out last week and give the Titans and the Texans the same record going into these last four weeks. Uh, it looks like Houston should be able to win that game against Denver as well. I, I really don't see a path where Denver could upset Houston. So we can hope for that, but just not expecting that to be the case, which makes this game against the Raiders even more important for the Titans. Uh, another one that we are going to have to monitor here is the Pittsburgh Steelers who sit at 7-5 and five and who actually have the sixth wild card spot or the last spot in the playoffs, the sixth spot in the playoffs, the second wild card spot is the Steelers at Arizona. The Steelers are two and a half point favorites right now on the road out west just like the Titans are. I am going to go out on a limb here. Like I said, when the Jets were going to beat the Raiders, I think that the Cardinals beat the Steelers here. And I've been saying it forever. The Steelers are not as talented as their record. They're getting by on great coaching and solid defense. Hopefully the Arizona Cardinals can come out there at home and, and get a win that they desperately need from their standpoint just for the momentum of that franchise. So that game is going to go on at the same time as the Titans game. So keep an eye on that. The Steelers are the favorites in that, as I said, but the Titans really need uh, the Steelers to lose that game because if the Titans were to lose to the Raiders, the, the issue here is even if the Titans and the Raiders both, or the Titans and the Steelers both lose, the Steelers have a better conference record. Right now they're 6-3 and three in the AFC. The Titans are 5-4. and four. If the Steelers lose... Well, they're still 6-3 and three in the AFC, and the Titans go to 5-5 five and five in the AFC, so it makes it that much more difficult for the Titans to catch the Steelers in a tie-break situation, even if they have the same record. So, going to be crucial for the Titans to get this victory even more than, than we may realize on its face, but would be nice if the Cardinals would help out and beat the Steelers, and I, I kind of foresee that happening. So, the last game I want to mention to you guys is Kansas City at New England. Uh, New England is a three-point favorite here. Wouldn't hurt for the Patriots to beat the Chiefs and knock the Chiefs down to eight and five. I mean, at, at some point in time, if the Titans were able to win the division, uh, then we're fighting for uh, the highest seed possible. Kansas City will be a competitor as another division, most likely division winner here. So if they're able to lose and New England can can keep their you know stranglehold on one of the top two spots, that'll help the Titans maybe get a third spot 
eventually. Now, that's far ahead, and at that point, we've gotten so far ahead in projecting things that it's probably time to go ahead and wrap up the show, but all we can do is hope for some positive results from the other games around the NFL and hope that the Titans take care of business because ultimately, that's what's most important. So, that's going to do it for our Friday preview show. We went over all the keys to the game and the key players in our first segment. In our second segment, we did my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy preview and keeping it plus 100 to cover the gambling and fantasy aspects of the game and we just went through Song of the AFC South and our playoff picture preview so you guys know where our rooting interests need to be this weekend. Had a blast this week. Some really great shows with the Tic Tac segments that we did. Some really good insight. I hope you guys enjoyed. The Crossover Wednesday pod was one of the best ones that I've had. Really enjoyed Q coming on and we got some good feedback from the Raiders side of things as well. Please subscribe to the show if you aren't already. I would really appreciate it and I'm going to be bringing you this content throughout the rest of the season daily as I have for the last 13 weeks. If you haven't, and I don't ask a lot, please follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and review the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you you are listening to the show. Uh, I would really appreciate it trying to grow this audience and, and make sure that we get solid football content for the Titans out there into, you know, the fandom. Uh, there's a lot of talking heads out there. There's a lot of people who just want to spout their opinion all the time about the team without actually doing the work and watching the games and breaking down the film and and knowing what's really going on out there on the field. So trying to do uh, the Lord's work here for you guys and, and make sure that we're following the team as intelligently as possible. So please rate, review, follow, subscribe, all of that to, to help kind of pass that forward to other Titans fans who maybe are missing out on it right now. So that is going to do it. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans. for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.